0: Hello and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Ivy. And I'm Clonnie. And this is episode 55, um, where this week we read chapters 27 through 31 of Flashback. Um, And yeah, let's get started. So, I was was, uh, pleasantly surprised by this part. I think there were a lot of really great moments and a lot of really... Deep things that they went into that I was impressed by.
1: Yeah. Also, no more healing center. Woo! No more healing center. Society has moved past the need for healing center. Yeah,
0: it's like that that meme where it's like the technologically advanced city thing. Yeah, that's this.
1: Yeah. Society, if the healing center had been like condensed slightly so that it didn't take up like two hundred pages
0: yep, exactly. uh, this section starts with well Fitz has just left the healing center, actually, we do start in the healing center, but only briefly, don't worry, so Fitz has just left um Sophie's still there, and then Keith comes, and they take a fun trip
1: to the mentor cafeteria secret cafeteria, and they get treats. This whole section had, like, a lot of desserts in it, and it made me want, like, Albin desserts. Which made me sad, because most of them don't exist. Right? Oh my gosh. I think, Shannon, it's time for you to give us a Butter Blast recipe. Like, I'm issuing an ultimatum here. We've done Mallow Melt. We've done, uh... We've done Ripple Fluffs, right? Yeah, Ripple Fluffs. It is... It is time for the i yeah I said just a second ago, and then I forgot it it has been a week, and my brain doesn't work
0: that's that's fair, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't remember if there was a but- a butter blast recipe in unlocked, but was there not
1: oh jeez, i have like I have not made anything from unlocked. I'm realizing this now because i at one point my friends made. Before Unlocked came out, we made Keeper the Lost Cities food that already existed, but I haven't, like, touched the recipes from Unlocked, and now I want to do that, despite the fact that I am bad at cooking things, and I know this about myself.
0: Yeah, those those recipes looked really good. I guess, I mean, this seems pretty short. I have one honorable mention of solin because we have to be gay on this podcast, um, <laughs> where Keith says... Oh, Keith is talking about the shirt that Lynn gave Sophie. And uh hang on, what are you wearing? Is that a Bangs Boy reference? Because you know I haven't let him into the Foster fan club, right? Sophie says, it's an inside joke, and Lynn made this for me. And then (laughs) Keith says, Yeah, well, it still breaks the fan club rules. And it's like Yes, Keith understands.
1: We all thought Keith had a crush on Sophie when really he's just a massive so Lynn shipper. (laughs) Plot twist. Exactly. There we go. That's that's how it is. Pretty much all of the sapphic ships in Keeper of the Lost Cities are just good. They're so good. They're
0: so good. I I literally made a post about this. It's They all work in wildly different and wonderful ways.
1: Like, you could close your eyes and point to just, like, two random girls, and I'd be like, yeah, they'd be good together.
0: It's honestly true. But anyways... <laughs> Gay aside. Gay aside.
1: For now. (laughs)
0: Another, yeah. Another interesting thing that happens here is that they mention the green eyes, which, well, so the context is, Keith was talking about how he was trying to trigger more memories and one thing he remembers is a pair of green eyes. I wasn't, I didn't remember if that was Amy or if that was the London man. I think that was Amy. It was Amy? Okay. And then, Sophie gets out of the healing center.
1: Woo! Remember the outside world of the healing center? Like, there's a whole, like, elven world that isn't the healing center. Shocking. Yeah, there are more things out there, Sophie. I also find it, I really didn't realize that Mr. Forkle had barely been in this.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true.
1: I mean, I think he was in it as Magnate Leto, but he wasn't in it as Mr. Forkle, which is weird because we're on page 428 and they're describing what he looks like. This is, like, the length
0: of a normal book, and they have been in the healing center the whole
1: time. Yeah, I think that's, like, about how long the first book was. Like, 400 and- I think it was, like, 450-something pages. Oh, really? That's- that's actually pretty long for, like, a debut middle grade novel. I always, I feel like Mr. Fork usually comes in pretty early, but they're like, that's one of the things about this series is that there's so much going on at all times is that they'll be, like, explaining stuff from previous books throughout the entire thing, so you'll be, like, several hundred pages in and there's still exposition to be done.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think it works. It's just, yeah, like you said, there's a lot going on, um, and it's easy to lose track of various moving parts and then when they come back they kind of have to be re-explained. It's useful for rereading though for the podcast because every time something new comes up they explain it which is good because
1: I don't remember it. It's funny when I'm like rereading through the series I'm like god I already know this you skip to something happening and then when there's like a book coming out and they do it I'm like Oh my god, who even is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, they kept listing- not listing, they kept talking about Vackers, various Vackers by name, and I was like, I literally know who none of these people are.
1: I'm sorry, I just really like the phrase various Vackers. It its it sounds good. Okay, so after- But decks happened. Yes, actually,
0: that's- it took a little bit to make the connection, but yes. So they go to Tinker's laboratory- and Dex is there, and he has many moments to shine,
1: and we love him. Okay, I do need to share this one part, where Mr. Porkle says, Tinker considers questions to be far more valuable than answers, so it's rare to get an actual explanation. Dex snorted, huh, I wonder what that's like. I know, so he <laughs> We're so used to everyone telling us everything we want to know the second we want to know it. How will we ever handle that kind of vagueness and mystery? Mr. Forkle sighed. I suppose I walked into that one. <laughs> I just snarky sophie is my favorite she's so sarcastic in this book and i love they're so sassy i love them i feel like i definitely do like dex and sophie's dynamic a lot more after they like got rid of the weird romantic elephant in the room yeah that's
0: definitely a good point because there was this one part where um (laughs) dex made a joke about it he um yeah, no. Okay, so I can't st- find it, but he was basically like, yeah, Sophie doesn't recognize cute things and then he winks and it, <laughs> I yeah, I know. I'm so happy that like they can joke about it now and it just creates a really fun and and nice dynamic.
1: Cuz like while I've always liked their dynamic, I feel like before the whole kiss thing, there was always this sort of underlying underlying thing of like Dex clearly has a crush on Sophie and Sophie is trying very hard to pretend that she doesn't know that. And it made a lot of their interactions seem sort of awkward and uncomfortable, whereas now I think they're just a lot more comfortable with each other.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of tension that is just now kind of gone. They're able to communicate better and and just, yeah, have a better time with each other.
1: Which is good, because I love their dynamic so much. I love them. (laughs) Have I mentioned that I love Deck? It's the... Original
0: friendship. Yeah. The Yeah, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Tinker's Lab, because it is... The description is just so beautiful. Um, I felt like I got just, like, a really good picture of it, and it was... it It feels super cool. It feels like... I can feel the atmosphere, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. I
1: think... Okay, I think... I really want to know more about Tinker, because there's a lot of things that, like, they seem to be, like, Mr. Forkle seems to be referring to stuff in her past, and it seems, like, at one point about, um, about, uh, Lovis, however you say it, Dex's bodyguard, Mr. Forkle says, You can trust her, but I know that will be a challenge, given your past experience. Like, what happened to her with goblins? Because she seems to have, like, something... Okay, so from
0: what I pieced together, she has something- she has a thing with fire, where she hates fire. And then Mr. Forkle says, we won't ask you to make explosives again. So, I assume something went wrong with explosives, and then there was a fire, and, like, things went badly.
1: I am just, like, I swear, I'm going to find out where Shannon lives, just, like, break into her house. Tell me about Tinker! Now! <laughs> I <laughs> want
0: to know everything. Don't worry, we're not actually coming for
1: you. <laughs> Shannon, if you're listening, we're not going to do that, because that would be illegal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, to be fair, Sophie and, and co. have broken Did I just say break-in? They have broken the law many, many times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of walking right into that one, Shannon, with this ad... Admi- Advocation for children to casually break the law.
0: We promote breaking the law here. For legal reasons, I'm required to say that that
1: was a joke. This this podcast does not provoke... Provoke? <laughs> promote illegal activity, especially among young and impressionable youths. Yeah, we do not
0: condone, like, criminal
1: activity, yeah. Condone, that's the word I was going for.
0: But yeah, totally. I so want to learn Tinker's backstory. Um, it just it seems really interesting, and she's a really interesting character. Oh yeah, one more thing about Tinker, like, I do feel like so Tinker obviously has a very specific, not spec- has a very strong personality in kind of a couple ways, where first she has the thing where she like answers every question with questions because she's all into the Socratic method. Um, and then the second thing, where she's, like, very adamantly against weapons, and she's like, Mr. Forkle's like, we're gonna have you make weapons, and she's like, that's a terrible idea. And I just, just overall, I feel like in this book specifically, more stronger characters are, or characters with stronger personalities are showing up, and that's something I really like.
1: Yeah. And I like how, like, even though she's only been in a few scenes in this book, has she been in anything since then? I'm not sure. But even though she's only been in a few scenes, her personality does really come through. And she's sort of just introduced how she is, like, right off the bat.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love her. So Tinker gives Sophie a few gadgets. One of them is, um, uh, enhancing thingies. They're fake fingernails that she puts on her nails and then taps them and then they block her enhancing. So that's, like, just useful for life. That is useful, yep. Don't want to go around enhancing everybody you meet. And the another thing that she gives Sophie is a null. So it's, I think it's in the form of, like, a, a pin, like a cloak pin. And it will stop the never seen from tracking her with with technology, so that's also useful. And then the last thing is a cuff that is strengthening uh for her arm, for her left arm, because her right arm is injured, so she has to use her left arm now. And I that's also useful. I don't know. It it was kind of it was kind of an interesting sort of break point, right? Or like it it feels like in like I'm about to reveal how nerdy I am. Like in Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Like, when you, um, go to wherever, and then you beat whoever in, like, the middle, and then there's, you know, gi- a giant storeroom of stuff, and you just get to get stuff. That's what
1: this felt like. No, that- I play d d too, so we're kind of on the same nerdy page. It was kind of cool that, um, because
0: over the course of this whole scene, there is an element of, like- We acknowledge that Dex is really good, but Tinker is better, and Tinker figures things out, like, because of her experience, knows things, knows how to do things just in a slightly better way than Dex does. Uh, I thought the Cuff was, like, a really good example of that, because Dex did make Sophie a sucker punch, which is, like, basically the same thing. Well, it's not the same thing, but it's, like, similar. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was cool how, like, she kind of made a better version of that. So then Sophie goes back to Havenfield where the best parents ever are waiting.
1: Grady and Edeline,
0: I missed them. (laughs) Yeah, they are awesome. I love how Grady calls, this is random, but I love how Grady calls Sophie kiddo. Like, oh,
1: it's so nice. I, um, for whatever reason... I'm remembering this part and I think it was Legacy where um after Sophie gets uh god what's the word she's like a regent or whatever Grady's like, "Well, I guess I can't call you Kiddo anymore." And then Dex's like, "Well, you could try Lady Kiddo," which I just thought was an excellent I I I want to see that now.
0: So, um in this scene Sophie finally meets all of her bodyguards from the different species. So, she has Sander uh Flory is the we Yeah. Flory is the gnome <laughs> Uh Tarina is goblin. Bo is um an ogre and Nubity is a dwarf? Dwarf, yeah. I wanna say I don't Yeah, I think she's a dwarf. That seems reasonable. Okay. <laughs> um And Tarina tells Sophie that the goblin queen wants to ally with, like, Sophie and Sophie particularly.
1: Not the goblin queen. The troll queen, I think? The troll queen, yes. I. To be fair, the goblins do also have a queen, I think, so. It makes. Words are difficult. It makes sense why you would say that.
0: I was. I'm sorry. I was. My brain was thinking, like. Jack the pumpkin king, and then and then that turned into the goblin king, and then it was I was like, no,
1: it's a queen that that is an excellent train of thought. I love that, thank you for <laughs> um, the troll queen
0: wants to so if I said that Tarina was a goblin earlier, she's a troll, okay, whatever. the troll queen wants to ally with Sophie, which doesn't really make sense to me because she's like a child and. Technically, doesn't have political power. I guess, I mean, I guess um she gets political power later. But I don't know. That that just kind of felt weird to me. Like, do you do you understand that?
1: No, I don't. I guess it's because she's like the moonlark, blah blah blah. But I don't really get why. Because
0: she's not like an organization. She's just a person. So I feel like that would, be...
1: yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: But anyway. Yeah.
1: Also, I think Torina is really interesting, and I wish we... I wish she hadn't been, like, phased out after Flash... This is the book... We're reading Flashback, right?
0: We're reading Flashback, yeah. Yeah, I agree, I agree. She's such an interesting character. And, like, kind of her, her perspectives on fighting and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and it kind of annoyed me how in Legacy they were like, yeah, because of, of all of the troll, troll business, like, if like... They wouldn't let Sophie have a troll bodyguard anymore. I'm like, no, I want Troll Mom back! Yes! Oh. Bring Tarina back to K21. If we're actually getting a book this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, pro- we probably will. We, we've we gotten a book every year since... For almost ten years. She has to, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. It, it'll... It'll work out in some fashion.
1: We're also, like, most of the way through March, and don't- doesn't- isn't there usually, like, news in January and February? Oh, is there?
0: I mean, I- I know there's gonna be another one. Well, obviously, because of the way that Unlocked ended, but-
1: (laughs) um, Imagine if she just didn't.
0: (laughs) And then was like, that's the end, folks. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I- it'll- it'll all come in due time, I guess. Tarina lays down some nice foreshadowing. Um, where she explains how the troll life cycle works. So the newborns, they have different stages, phases? I think it's called stages. Where, like, stage one, you... Basically, as you get older, your physical strength goes down, but your mental strength goes up. Which, I think is just a really interesting model for, like, a species and for, for growth. Um... Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Like, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that is really interesting. And I think it's I think it's sort of cool that, like, it sort of shakes up the... We sort of have these assumptions about how every single... About how everything is supposed to work. And it's, like, sort of like you get taller and stronger as you get older is one of them. And it's sort of interesting to see that, like, clipped on its head. Because... It's just sort of something you wouldn't even expect them to think to change, but...
0: They have some, um, I think they have some quiet moments. So, they have dinner, and... And then Elwin comes, and they do medicine things. And, um... Yeah, that was just a really nice scene.
1: Yeah, I just... I just like the sort of calm moments where they're just doing their thing. I'm like, yes... Happy, happy normal life. Love that. Um, And then
0: Sophie starts training with weapons. Woo! I will say that this... Or actually, sorry. Right before they start training with weapons, the night before, Flory sings a song for Sophie that's meant to, like, calm her echoes. It doesn't super work, but it's, like, a good song. I just... this This was the scene where i was like wow this this is a good book because at the end of that scene right at the end of chapter 29 she looks at so she's about to take a shower she looks at herself in the mirror and she's like relieved because she was expecting herself to like look terrible but she like she looks relatively okay and she says but they didn't break me A way to regroup and start again. They didn't break me, she said again. They'll never break me. She wasn't the weak, predictable girl the never-seen thought she was. She was Sophie Foster. She was the moonlark. And starting tomorrow, she was learning to fight back.
1: Yeah, I just think Sophie's- Sophie is so cool. I'm sorry. I love Sophie. Like, I know, blah blah blah, loving the main character is so basic. But Sophie's so great. I love her.
0: I know! Sophie is amazing. Like, honestly- Oh, my God. I I think, yeah, I think it's really special in a book with so many characters and so many side characters that all have kind of their own role. Um, It's great that we're able to still focus on Sophie as a main character and have her have such a strong character. Like, oh, my God, I love it. I love everything about this girl.
1: Yeah, she's she's just great. <laughs> she's great. Iggy is yellow. I love I love how that's just sort of the tradition cuz I feel like the books can sort of blur together in some ways but like every single book Iggy has to change color and I love that. Also voting on it is always fun.
0: Oh yeah, it's really fun having that fan interaction um and stuff cuz it's like then you see it in the books and you're like, "Oh, haha, I did that."
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who vote for it, but I'm like, I'm just sort of like, I was a part of that. Yeah, yeah. It
0: just makes it like a, it adds another layer to the experience. I just
1: love Iggy, okay? Iggy is great. I'm just, this entire podcast is just me every time a character is on the page. I'm just like, that, that is my favorite character right there, I love them, except for unless it's. There are some characters who I don't, I don't feel quite as much that way about. <clears throat> Lord Cassius.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people that could fit in that. Any of Keef's parents, I don't know why I said any, he only has two. Any of Keith's parents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any of Tamerlin's.
0: Yeah, Tamerlin's parents. Alvar. Although, I don't know, Alvar's weird at this point.
1: Um, yeah. Wait, why did I say that? Why did I say that so weirdly? I was like, Alden. Alden, that's what I was trying to say. Um, algae. <laughs> Today I tried to type Albar and it almost autocorrected corrected to lavatory, so that was an experience. You know, that is
0: honestly very accurate. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not that far off.
0: So then Sophie starts weapons training. Uh So her first day of training is with Sander. Um, and he is teaching her how to use daggers. Woohoo! I- I made- I just made- you can't see me, but I just made, like, a dagger motion. This was just a fun scene. There was lots of cool things, and, uh, as- as with everything, Sophie is very good at throwing daggers. Um, she is able to improve very quickly. Uh, it was just cool. That was
1: cool to see. She also- she she gets a little bit traumatized, like as a treat. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sophie's very traumatized in this book, actually, which I love. I mean, I not not that she like I don't want her to be traumatized, but <laughs> it's it's delicious.
1: Like the delicious, like the Lush berry juice that Sandra rigged the dummy with to look like blood when she stabbed it. Uh, that was kind of ha
0: ha 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 ha. That was kind of sus, yeah. Like, I get it, but also...
1: Yeah, I'm like, Sander, I love you, but why did you do that? That's so creepy. It was interesting how,
0: um... I do like the bodyguard... The whole, like, having bodyguards from different species thing. Because we kind of always knew that the elves cover things up and the elves like to pretend that they're living in this amazing, perfect world. Um... But just having the other species there to confirm it and to actually, you know, have discussion about that, um, that was cool. That was a a, a cool thing. Because um, I was thinking about how, like, Sander and Torina both, when they were training, were like, you know, maybe in a slightly misguided way, but their overall goal was to make sure Sophie knows this is real life. This is what you're going to have to do because war is... War is bad, war is dangerous. You're gonna have to fight.
1: Yeah. And, like, that she can't afford to freeze up, and that she has to, like, be able to face things head-on.
0: And then, um, after training with Sander, Sophie talks to Keith again. Oh, uh, this was... oh, uh, Keith is kind of... at the, In this scene, Keith is a little bit, like... This was a good scene for Keith, because you can tell he's a little bit hurt that Sophie didn't reach out to him. And also, he's, like, not having the greatest time doing empathy training with his dad, but then he's just, like, trying to be supportive and stuff, and, oh, it's just, oh, it's great.
1: Yeah, I, again, I'm like, I know I'm basic. I just love Keith so much. He deserves happiness. And to not have, and to not have to deal with his parents ever again. Yes!
0: (laughs) Can Tiergan just adopt them all? No, here, like, Grady and Edelin can take half of them, and Tiergen t- can take the other half. Oh, and Julian and Kessler can take the other, although they
1: already have, like, four kids, so that's, like, a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> and each of the triplets is, like, five kids on their own. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, 16 kids. But, yeah,
0: yeah, it was just nice how they were both, like, trying to kind of get the other to, like, talk about their feelings and trying to be emotional support for each other. The next day, Sophie does um, training with Tarina.
1: Yeah, which is different and interesting. Pretty much the same. I mean, yeah, but Sophie has to throw stuff at Tarina while she's moving, which is scary. <laughs> that was interesting
0: because it 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 seemed like a poorly thought out plan to me in that she could miss, and I mean, Sophie brings this up, in fact. She could miss and hit Tarina in the face, Uh, which is not protected by these pr- this protective armor. And you'd think that Tarina could just cover her face with protective armor, but no. Um. And then the last scene in this chapter is Sophie and Fitz having a conversation. They're, they're kind of just talking. Oh, wait, no, this isn't the last scene, is it? It is the last scene. I feel like we skipped a grady scene i wanted to talk about. okay I'll, co- I'll come back to that later whatever So they talk a little about a little bit about alvar so alvar is staying at everglenn for 10 days and fitz and bianna have to like play along but fitz is going to try to make to prove that alvar's evil over these 10 days this is the uh infamous what are we calling it fitz chalier fitz and the chandelier that, that happened. Chandelets! Chandelets? All right. Chandelets, that's what it's called. I've heard that yet. This was the infamous chandelier scene. It is not actually shown, but Fitz gets caught in a chandelier while he is levitating into his home. So that's funny, and it has become a meme. Fitz says, you're the only person I trust to Sophie, and Sophie's like, "Aw, that's so romantic. Even though it's probably just Fitz having trust issues, but that was, that was cute, I guess. Yeah. Uh, back in this book when Soviets was going full force. That sure was a thing for a while. Uh, yeah, hmm. Okay, here. It was in like the beginning of chapter thirty. Basically, Grady um Grady and edelyn talk to Sophie and Grady says basically like, I understand that the problems you're facing are really big problems. They're, like, universe-sized problems, and, um, and basically you can keep- we're okay if you, if there are things that you can't tell us, but we will always be there to support you if you want to tell us anything, or if you need our help. Uh, they're just great parents. Good dad! Good dad. Yeah, just and
1: Adeline. Grady and Edeline. Grady and Edeline. That.
0: Alright, um, in that case, we can- Share social media so you can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr. I think that's right. Yeah, and the KeeperCast on Instagram. Let's go with that. I think that's right. All right, you can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr and the KeeperCast on Instagram, and you can find me at Ailyn Ashriver Galathinius on Tumblr.
1: You can find me at Sewer 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 Couch on Tumblr and Clawney Underscore Clue on Instagram. This has been KeeperCast. See you next week.
0: Thank you.